Welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Parada. We are breaking down college football week six. Yep, uh, technically. I, I, you know, I don't think I've ever got, I've like, I always ask the week. I should probably figure that out going into this from now on. Anyways, we're giving out winning college football plays on this podcast and joining me, as always, for the second time today, James Bitter. How are we doing? Wonderful. It's great to be here. Love fatigued. What's that? Well, double podcast fatigue setting in? Uh, not yet. After, we'll see. Let's, I'm let's just get right into it, though. Uh, anything from last week Well, before we get into plays? No, last week was I, really entertaining last week. But this week, a lot of promise. Love the slate this week. Some big-time games. Even next week, too. Big Ten coming back in two weeks. College football is yeah. back full swing now. Yep, ramping up. I'm excited. Uh, this is this Saturday is going to be incredible, and I'm very excited just to get into talking to these games. So let's talk about it. Uh, we're switching on the format a little bit. Um, we each ranked our five favorite plays of the, um, of the, of the football Saturday, and we're just going to go down starting with five. James, your are Number five play is LSU, lane 13 and a half. Uh, so this game switched. It was supposed to be a home game for LSU, and now it's being played at Missouri. And the total is sitting at 54. Missouri is plus 430 on the money line. James, why, why do you like LSU here? Uh, I think it's way too big of an, an overreaction or overadjustment. They're saying home, home field is worth three. Uh, this was 20 when it was supposed to be in Baton Rouge. And if it's 25% capacity, I just don't see that. And quite frankly, I haven't been really, really impressed by either team. But Missouri especially, they covered actually kind of easily against Alabama week one. But you and I were both on Alabama first half. When Bama wanted to, they got whatever they wanted. They were up 31-3, something like that at half. And then they yanked all the starters, let those five-star recruits get some time in the second half. Uh, and then last week, they just got absolutely housed by Tennessee. And you and I will – we'll talk about this a little later, but we're not super high on Tennessee. No, we are not. And to see them get trounced like that just does not show me good things. On the LSU side, I'm happy – like, it was good to see them bounce back and do what they're supposed to against a lesser opponent in Vandy last week. Uh, I think they, we can see something similar to this – like, similar to that this week. Uh, yeah, I think LSU minus 14 here is a good play. Anything above 14, I'm a little less tempted, but at 13 and a half, 14, I like it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm in full agreement. Um, I also think, I think that Stingley is kind of like the main figurehead of the team from last year. And I think having him back in the lineup is a confidence boost to the rest of the team. And I mean, he just clearly showed how important he is to the defense. Not that Mississippi State and Vandy are comparable opponents or comparable offenses for that matter, but yeah. he is a huge difference maker, and I think it's going to show here. Um, he, I was reading this, but he was the number one non-quarterback, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, like as a freshman, which is wild. I, he made so many impact plays last year. I could totally see it. And, like, yeah. with an LSU team that lost as much talent and, like, 
just coaching and pretty much across the board as much as they did having a guy like that back for last week makes a huge difference. And I think him being out is probably a big reason Mississippi state went in there in one week one. Agreed. Um, moving on. My fifth favorite play is Georgia lane 12 and a half against the Tennessee team that we think is overrated. Total is sitting at 43 Tennessee on the road is a plus 385 on the money line. Um, Simply put, I think that Georgia's defense is the best unit in college football. I don't think there's any offense or defense better than them. Um, and my and listen, I you're going to hear me say it a lot. This week we are in Auburn, but they made Bo Nix look like an idiot. And I always sat there and watched that game smiling the whole time because I, you know, you know it's just – it's nice when, you, when you're proven right once in a while. Um, but, yeah, their defense is suffocating. They rush, they rush the passer so well. Uh, was named Jared Guantanamo. Yeah. Guantanamo, something like that. The quarterback for Tennessee. He, I, Tennessee does have a good O-line, but he's going, definitely going to struggle. Yeah. Um, the George, George, I think Georgia has the best set of corners in college football. Um, and also Stetson Bennett looked very good. He was making all the throws, um, and the Georgia offense was humming. I think that they win this game very comfortably. I don't think they're going to be looking ahead to Alabama. I, I thought that earlier in the week, but James kind of pointed me in the right direction because um, this, this is a rivalry game. Kirby Smart and Jeremy Pruitt don't like each other very much. And, yeah, George, ready? Georgia by 28. I like it. I might also end up being on this now that's 12 and a half. Uh, what I, it continues to go down. I, yeah, I think it will, at some point it'll start to go back towards 14. But like you said, the Georgia defense is legit. Stetson Bennett looked pretty good. He looked similar to Jake Fromm. He did what he needed to do. He was adequate. But that Georgia defense is something else. And I think even – so the total is 43 – they're projecting about on the, like a 27, 15-ish type of game here with Georgia being 12.5-point favorites. I think if you can get anything above Tennessee team total, 14, 14.5, 15, I like that under. I mean, you saw what they did last week, and like even against Arkansas too, and you know Arkansas is still the bottom feeder of the SEC, but that defense is phenomenal. Tennessee's going to struggle with the ball all day. Georgia gets above 20 points. I think they cover this. Yep. I think they'll cover that with ease. Uh, Tennessee doesn't score more than 10. Yeah. Um, all right, moving back to you, which actually we're going to skip your fourth favorite play because have uh, your fourth favorite play is Clemson minus 14. That must be my favorite play, so we'll talk about that later. Uh, we'll move to my fourth favorite. I got Mississippi State and uh, is going to Kentucky. Mississippi State is – let me find right here. They're getting a point and a half, and they're plus 103 on the money line. They're on the road at Kentucky. Total is sitting at 58, and I like this over. Uh, Kentucky has, for the, their couple games this year and last year, they have struggled against uh, good passing attacks, and I think the air raid will present problems. Uh, Mississippi, State, Mississippi State laid a little bit of a stinker, so I think we're getting value on this number. And I, I also think that Mississippi State's defense isn't that great. I, I think it's fine. 
Um, I do. I lean Mississippi State in this game. I think they're live to win. I just don't think Kentucky is that great. Uh, but I do think Kentucky will be able to score. They've shown that they can move the ball, um, especially against uh, bad defense last week in Ole Miss. And I think 58 is just too low. It's looking like there's going to be rain in the morning, but it's looking like it should clear up when this game is being played, being played in the evening. Um, but, yeah, I think Mississippi State will put up points very easily. They're going to be moving the ball quick. Uh, is Kylan Hill playing? Ooh. Let me check. I'm looking up right now. Yes, Kylan Hill is expected to play. Beautiful. That's big. That is huge. So, yes, I love over 58. James, what do you think? Uh, I lean over 58 here. I, I won't have any action on this game in all likelihood. I think that we will see points. And like, like you said, it's raining earlier in the day. So a sleek field actually usually helps the offense because when making tackles, it's harder to get – it's harder to – Harder to get in front of people, slicker fields. You can slip, bigger plays, longer plays. Um, yeah, I don't have much on this game. I think both teams played pretty poorly last week. Uh, both is actually pretty decent favorites and lost outright. But I've, I'm curious what happens in this game here. I think it goes over. So I'll side with you on this one. Sweet. Um, moving right along. Ooh, I do. This is where we'll have a little bit of disagreement. Your third favorite place, Kansas State, getting eight and a half points on the road to TCU. I believe you bet this at nine and a half. So right, nine and a half. Ten. Ten. Good for you. Little CLV. Yep. Um, you like Kansas State, so I'll let you start. Yeah, I think it's a really good spot for K State. TCU coming off a huge win, top ten win on the road against Big Brother in Texas. Uh, I just don't know if they'll be able to get up for the spot. It's tough. Like, and TCU in the past is – I think Max Elgin actually looks really good right now. But in the past, they've had, they've had their struggles laying big numbers like this. Uh, and in the Big Ten, if you follow, they always play to their level of the competition. So TCU will get up for big games, and then you'll have a game like this. So I think K-State and TCU are decently similar teams. And I think it's going to stay within possession the whole time. I think K-State actually has a really good chance of winning this game. If you want to tickle that money line, too, throw that in a round robin, I think that's actually a pretty good play. But, yeah, I like K-State here. Really good spot for them. Uh, if Skylar Thompson comes back, I really like it. But right now, it's just a like, probably my third favorite play. So I like TCU. I think they played – Max Duncan looked very good against Texas. Um, he, I mean, it was, he looked great on, uh, running the ball, which was – Fantastic. It's just showing that he's healthy. Um, and as he's shown in the last two weeks, he, he's got the arm to hang with good teams. I mean, they only lost by three against Iowa State, um, where they outgained Iowa State, uh, although there was garbage time in there. Uh, but, dang, you did make a good case to case State. Yeah. I, I, but, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm leaning TCU. I, I just – I don't think that – it's, they're going to have that big of a letdown spot because I, uh, Duggan looks so good, and I think that his play will be able to propel them to a comfortable win. K-State has gotten pretty lucky, especially with their win against uh, Oklahoma. Oh, they, yeah. uh, they was a blocked punt return for a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown, and like a couple, like two other fumbles or something like that. Yeah, Spencer Rattler threw a few picks. Yeah. Um, so I think that could be a little misleading. Um I don't know. I'm very – I'm hmm. – you made a good case. Dang. Um, 
did push me off TCU a little bit. But for now, I'm on TCU, especially if Skylar Thompson doesn't play. I think TCU will win pretty easily just because I, I think K-State is going to struggle. These are two great coaches, I think. I think K-State's coach just got a big extension, too, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. But let's move on. Yep. To my third favorite play. This is your second favorite play, so it's, this will go quite nicely. We both like North Carolina State getting seven and a half points on the road at Virginia. And, James, tell me why you like this so much. Actually, hold on one sec. Virginia, uh, North, North Carolina State is plus 235 on the money line, total sitting at 59 and a half. Yeah, I, I love NC State here. I bet it at nine and a half. Obviously, it's moved down a little bit. Uh, I, I was extremely impressed last week. They were actually able to move the ball really well on an incredible Pittsburgh defense. I mean, we've seen what Pitt has done the first two weeks leading up to that game. Came in one, one outright. It's a 13 or 14-point dog. Uh, I've also faded Virginia the last two weeks. I'm just not high on them. Bronco Mendenhall is a really good coach, but I just I don't see it this year. I'm over two now. I figured third time's a charm. Uh, I think NC State's actually a pretty good team, sneaky good team in the ACC, better than I thought they were coming in. So I like the spot here. I think this is going to be a really close game too. I actually think NC State's going to win. So if I'm getting nine and a half or seven and a half, I'm going to play it every time if I think the team's winning. Yeah, I love this game. Uh, the NC State quarterback has looked fantastic last week, which against what I think is one of the best D-lines in the country uh, in Pitt. They won that game outright, and he had four touchdowns. Um, I just don't think Virginia's that good. They had a lot of roster turnover. I think Mendenhall is a good coach, but I don't – I think seven and a half. And I also got this at nine and a half too. Um, I just think it's way too many points. There's 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 like a nice little round robin of plus uh, pretty like touchdown plus dogs that I'm looking at with North Carolina State A and M might even throw Kansas State in there, but um, I'm, um, yeah North North Carolina State's offense is going to be able to move the ball and uh, I expect them to play very well. Is Virginia going to have fans? Yeah. I think they had a thousand last game, so I can't imagine they'd have nothing. Let me look. That's not very much. While you look it up, I would hit my second favorite play, and that is what I just mentioned: Texas A&M plus seven. Um, I'll simply put: Florida has been putting up insane numbers on offense, and they're just playing horrible defenses. Well, A&M's defense is that great. I think it's a step up from what they've been seeing. I think there's. They, um, they did lose a, their best corner because he opted out early for the NFL draft. But I still think there's talent in the secondary to hang with. Kyle Trask and Kyle – is it Kyle Pitts? Yeah. Kyle and Kyle, the tight end. Oh, no, he's really good. Um, but where I'm excited to see A&M plays on the offensive side of the ball, they put up a ton of yards against Alabama, and they just weren't able to finish drives very well. Um, Kellen Mond looked good. Jimbo looked like he had the offense firing. They're Aeneas something. Dang, I forget his name. But they had, like, this super fast running back who would line up at receiver sometimes, and he was dusting people. Um, having that weapon against Florida, who – their defense is really disappointing me so far. Um, I think it's going to be very valuable. And this is James – this happens to be James' favorite play of the week, a plus 7 
Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, at some point, Jimbo's got to win one of these big games, and he's getting seven at home, and they, there's a legit home field advantage here. They're going to have around 30,000 fans, I believe. Oh, and wow. That, yeah. <laughs> that's so much. Yeah, but that stadium holds 110,000, so it, it makes sense. Oh, that's it's, yeah. But 30,000 fans 30, is – 30,000 people's 30,000. Yeah, that's nothing to scoff at. That's, that's yeah, a legitimate yeah. home game. Uh, a and M's look pretty t- pretty bad so far. You and I both like Kellen Mond at times. He's like it's so frustrating to watch him, but when he's on, he's so good. I think, I think if he's on, which he should be, this Florida defense has not played super well so far. Uh, I think he could have a big day, and I think I this is another game where I think the dog wins outright. I like A and M here to win, not just cover. Absolutely, I'm all in on that. Yes, sir. Um, all right. My favorite play is Clemson minus 14 in the primetime game. Funny how that works. And Miami is coming to Clemson. Miami is, in the media at least, they're getting talked up a lot. And people are thinking they have a chance, and they do not. Clemson is going to destroy Miami. Everything Miami is good at in, like, any supposed matchup advantage they would have with other teams, Clemson just does way better. And well, I think Derrick King's good. I, I don't think this Miami team is bad by any means. I just think Clemson is elite. They haven't showed any. They haven't showed their hand on anything yet. Um, Trevor Lawrence, in uh, when he's throwing the ball, looks like he's in peak form. I had worries about Clemson because I thought that, I mean, no Justin Ross and kind of like the talent that departed was going to like really hurt Clemson, but that does not seem the case. Travis Etienne is a beast, and I'm very excited to watch this game because I think Clemson wins this game by 30. Yeah, this was one of my likes, like you said. I think this is a statement game for Clemson. There are people openly on the media saying they think Miami will win this game, and for a Clemson team that just absolutely runs the ACC, I think they'd take that as a sign of disrespect. I mean – I'm just remembering what Clemson's done to them the last two times, although it's been a few years, at 38-3 and then a 56-0 against Miami. I just think they have matchups advantage all over the field. Miami has a good defense, but I just don't know how you stop Trevor Lawrence in that offense right now. And like you said, they haven't had to show their hand on anything. I think they kind of – they show what's a little bit more and kind of bring out some trick plays, some gadget plays, and I think they roll here. ready for this? Yeah. Let's see what Clemson's first half is. Minus oh. seven and a half, what do you think? I liked I was hoping we'd get seven. That sucks. Yeah, I like that um, angle. Uh yeah. Mm. Yeah, if I think I think Dabo comes out and he wants to put a hurting on early. I uh, yeah, show he's the top dog. I could totally see that. I I'm inclined to I'll probably split a half unit between that and then full game. Full game. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll I'll I'm going to bet the 14 probably tonight. And then hopefully these sharp guys convince themselves that Miami is the right side and that number goes down for the first half to seven. Then I will unload on that. But I'm going to wait because just seven and a half and eight is not much. This spread's probably too big for like a, a good live betting game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, those are our, each of our five favorite plays. Um now we're just going to go through the, the big games throughout the day. We'll start at the 9 a.m. games. And uh, first one we'll talk about is Virginia Tech at North Carolina. North Carolina is a four is lane four at home. Total seen at 59. James, what do you think about this game? I'm pretty indifferent. 
I started out the week and I was more on North Carolina. I've shifted more towards Virginia Tech. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. I haven't been too impressed with North Carolina uh, so far, but they've played inferior opponents and they've had probably this Virginia Tech game and what lies ahead on their minds. Uh, Virginia Tech, with all their COVID concerns through two weeks, has really impressed me, which kind of scares me. But I think this is going to be played within a score the entire way through. Uh, I think North Carolina wins from anywhere to one to seven, but I, I don't want to lay it. This will be a pass for me. Uh, I lean North Carolina. Virginia Tech has just had a lot of COVID problems. Um, I, I love Sam Howell. That dude is a beast. Um, Virginia Tech, I think they'll be winning after the first half, and then Sam Howell is just going to put on a show in the second. That's how these things normally go. Um, my one reservation is I think Hendon Hooker is coming back, Virginia Tech's quarterback. He showed how good he was last year, and then uh, it'll be pretty – he'll be – his dual threat ability will, will be invaluable in this game. Um, but I think Mac Brown's return to football has been a success so far, and I expect him to continue this year. Um, yeah, I – also, Justin Fuente always seems to kind of disappoint in these bigger games. Yep. Um, so, I – North Carolina minus four is where I'm looking. This this has come down a lot. If this – I'll be looking at this uh, come game time. If this is closer to three, I will – that is a definite North Carolina bet for me. But at four right now with a game I expect to be tight like James, um, I, it's just a lean for me right now. That one point's big. Yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on to the Red – the Red River sh- rivalry. Rivalry. Uh, Oklahoma uh, is playing Texas at the Cotton Bowl, so neutral site, but it is in Texas. Um, Texas is getting two. Total sitting at 72. Uh, I'll start. I love Oklahoma here. Um, one thing that I think we've seen from Spencer Rattler is he has struggled facing pressure. Um, Iowa State kind of put a hurting on him, and they were all, all up in his noggin with all the – they had nice mixed blitzes coming at him, and he looked shaky to the point where he was missing open receivers because he was looking around waiting for pressure. That is not going to happen with Texas. Texas has played, has played, I think, UTEP and TCU, teams not definitely not known for their pass rush. Sorry, not known for, for good um, offensive lines, and they have three sacks total on the year. This is Texas. They recruit. They should be way better than this, and they're not. Oklahoma's offensive line will give – Spencer Rattler, plenty of times. He's going to have all the time in the world to hit uh, skid receivers stay on field. Um, I think Oklahoma is going to put up an inordinate amount of points. You and I both kind of uh, like the over, even though it's high, because yeah. Oklahoma's defense does indeed suck. But um, I think Oklahoma puts up 42 fairly easy, and I don't think Texas will be able to score that many. Also, one more thing I want to add. Lincoln Riley versus Tom Herman is such a huge coaching mismatch. Like I, for a, someone of a neutral site, this I think this this should be three and a half and not two. And this I thought this is completely wrong. Yeah, I believe it opened up close to a pick and it's been bet up to two and a half, two two and a half. Uh, I lean the other way. I think I think Texas actually wins this game, but I just it's hard for me to see Oklahoma going one and three. And I was so much higher on Texas coming into the year. Uh, they've just disappointed so far. Uh, I'm kind of dumbfounded by this Texas team. The last two weeks have been 
so tough to watch. They were down 14 with, what, two minutes left against Texas Tech, and they had a crazy miracle comeback to win that game. And then last week, they, TCU kind of dominated that game, and then they worked their way all the way down to the goal line at the end, fumble on the one. Uh, it's, I just don't get what's going on. Herman, as a coach, as a favorite, has been so bad. He does, he's done well as underdog role, but usually he's a bigger underdog than two points. It'll probably be a nothing for me on the sides. Uh, but I do like the, the over, like Chaz said. All right. Uh, another morning game. Uh, LSU at Missouri. Oh, we already talked about this. Yep. My bad. Uh, here's one we both kind of like Syracuse, which a little flip-flop if you've been listening the past couple weeks. Yep. Duke at Syracuse. Syracuse getting two at home. Charleston at 52. Tell me, why you, tell me why you're looking at Syracuse this weekend. We were both on them when they beat Georgia Tech two weeks ago as a seven-point dog outright. Uh, I think both teams are so bad, but I was pretty impressed with what I saw out of Syracuse two weeks ago. Duke has shown no signs of life. It's, Chase Bryce is so bad. Whatever they bring out there is so bad. And like, They had a really good spot two weeks ago against Virginia. You and I were both on them. We said they were going to win outright. They got stomped. I'm just – I don't like this Duke team at all. And I think them being favored on the road against anyone in the ACC, even if Syracuse is very bad this year, is just a mistake in the line. Yeah, um, I agree. Also, we get a fade Chase Bryce, and that dude sucks. He loves to commit turnovers. And um, I think there's a chance – I'm hoping that he plays so bad that eventually he gets benched sometime in the second half. Hopefully Syracuse scores enough points where that doesn't matter. Yeah. Also, I like – I always forget his name. Who's Syracuse head coach? Uh, oh, why am I blanking? Dino Babers. We need to move on. Yes, good call. Good call. Um, anyways, to the 1 o'clock games we go. Texas Tech is traveling to Iowa State. Iowa State off a very big upset at Oklahoma – or, excuse me, hosting Oklahoma – Iowa State is a 12-and-a-half-point home favorite. Um, I lean Iowa State. I know you're kind of going to say this is a letdown spot, but I think that since they're at home and they're going to have a bunch of fans there again, um, I think that the crowd is going to be pumped. And I just kind of see Iowa State getting out to a big early lead. Plus, it's Brocktober. Brock Purdy balls out in the month of October for some reason. And, um, yeah. I lean Iowa State. Nothing huge here. Yeah, I, it's down to 12 and a half now. I bet it. Uh, Sunday or Monday when it was 13 and a half. I think it's just a really good spot, like you said, for Texas Tech. In uh, this Iowa State team, just, they never – like I said, like the Big 12, kind of the theme I've noticed is they always play down to the level of competition, except Oklahoma when they're playing really well. Uh, like we saw Iowa State lose as a 12-point favorite at home against – Louisiana Lafayette, and they were kind of dominated. I don't think they're going to get dominated here, but I think this is going to be a pretty close game. I could see Iowa State sleepwalking through this and just letting Texas Tech stay in it, stay in it. and maybe at the end Texas Tech can pull something off. I wouldn't mind this, and if you're like we were talking about earlier, a round robin with a bunch of decently sized dogs. I think Texas Tech could be worth a look here. Oh, that's interesting. Um, hmm. I don't know. I. Yeah, I guess it's just a little recency bias creeping in. Anyways, yeah. um, Arkansas travels to Auburn, where Auburn is a 13-point favorite. And I know you bet this 
uh, earlier in the week. Um, I don't have much on this game, but I do think Auburn is going to beat up on bad teams. This is a good Bo Nix betting spot. Um, and I don't think Arkansas is very good. No. So t- uh, tell me why you like Auburn in this. Uh, well, I bet it at 15 and a half because I was a sucker. I thought it was going to work its way up towards 17. It's gone the opposite way, down towards 14. I actually think it's a little lower than 14 now. 13. But what's that? 13. Yeah. Yep. Like I said, uh, Gus Malzahn has a vendetta for Arkansas. In the four times he's coached against them, they've won 56-3, 52-20, 34-3, and 51-10. He's not afraid to run it up. I think he was supposed to be the next head coach at Arkansas, and they chose someone else, or he used to work there. It's one of those two, and he's just he wants to show who the top dog is every time. And I think this is such a good spot for Auburn to get right here. And why are people looking to bet Arkansas this week? It's their first SEC win in two years. You think they weren't out partying, doing their COVID things? I don't think so. I think Arkansas, I'm sorry. I think Auburn comes out here and lays the hammer. Even though I bet it at 15 and a half and it's down to 13, I might bet it again at 13. Also, Auburn kind of got embarrassed on primetime TV. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I haven't bet it yet, but I'm, I'm going to bet it right now. Um, Let's move on very quickly. 4.30, Alabama travels to Oxford to take on Ole Miss. Ole Miss is getting 23.5 points, and the total is currently sitting at 69.5, although that thing has moved around a bunch. I've seen it as high as 76 and as low as 67.5. What do you think about this game? Uh, This is just nothing for me. There's been rumors, I think Lane Kiffin said either today or yesterday, that the game could be moved around maybe later in the season or moved up a day or back a day. Actually, it wouldn't be moved back a day. They wouldn't play on Sunday. But that hurricane that's coming through Louisiana is supposed to come right through Oxford as well. So that's why this total has dipped about eight points. They're literally playing in a hurricane. Like If you look at the weather, it's 25-plus mile-per-hour winds and just consistent rain throughout the day. Uh that would make me more inclined to like Ole Miss here, but I, this, I don't want to get in front of this Alabama train right now. So this will be a nothing for me. Yeah. Um, with no, it, I think it opened at like 78 or something. Yeah. 77. If there was no weather. I think I'd still be looking at that over. I think it sucks. I like, I think this game would have been really fun to watch if both if there's nothing really affecting it. But I, I'm just I'm just gonna stay away. Um, I feel like there's been a lot of media attention on like Lane Kiffin and Saban coming yeah. into this, but I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting. I'm sure Bama still wins by 20. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Final game we're gonna talk about: Florida State is going to Notre Dame, and this is a spread that I don't think could be high enough like ever uh Notre Dame is laying 20 and a half I how does Notre Dame now win by 40 that is the question like they fumble like once or twice I, I expect them to score every every single time after seeing what Miami did to Florida State I don't want to back that team until I see something like or some like there's got to be about how Florida State played against Jacksonville State they looked horrible they weren't winning until like the end of the third quarter. 
but the, I think that my I think you could sleepwalk through that. I think the Miami game is more telling. That's a rivalry game. And almost every year of our life, except some of those Jameis years, we've seen that that game right around one score, and then they go out and lose by fifty. Oh man, I thought. Yeah. I thought. Who, who's the coach before? Before Norvell. Can't, oh, I forget his name. Willie Tiger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought Willie Tiger was the problem, but it just looks like a culture problem at Florida State right now. I. It it would probably be Notre Dame. Or, actually, maybe the under here. Notre Dame, I feel like is a sneaky under team. They'll get their points here, but I just don't see how Florida State scores. So, we'll see. So my my worry about Florida State last week was normally in those games you sleepwalk. It's normally not the defense that is like. Um, not doing their job because defense you you run around you tackle and it's not really like sure there can be missed assignments but that was bad like yeah. they, they gave I think they they gave up like four touchdowns yeah I mean, they should be destroying and yeah. I, when you're giving up 50 points to Miami who is admittedly a really good team I'd call them top 10 um, I I and now you're going up against what I think is the best offensive line in the nation Ian Book's going to have all time to throw, and the holes in for the running game is going to be insane. I I actually really like this. It's still under 21, too, which is kind of nice. Notre Dame by 40. Don't, don't get any of this. All right. Um, anything else? No, I think we covered this slate pretty well. I We got yeah, most of the pretty quick, game. too. Yeah. In and out. Um. Yeah, uh, per usual, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our, our Apple podcast feed. Uh, follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at the Sharp Side Pod. Uh, check us out on our website at www.the-sharp-side.com. And yeah, uh, tweet us questions about games that, that, we, uh, that you want to bet. I'm sure we'll have an opinion or two on it. Yep. A um, lot of big games. Very excited for this college card. Uh, James, thank you for taking part in the college football play. Always great having your insight in here. Of course. Normally, of course. normally it's your text early in the week to help me find these bets. Um, very excited to see NC State win out right. Yes, sir. For the Sharp Side Pod, thank you for listening. Hope you guys win all your bets this weekend, and let's make some money. Thank you, guys.